What's going on, everybody? Uh, got a great episode today. I got my buddy, my brother. Uh, we served together in the same ODA back at Fifth Group. Uh, Adam Johnson, uh, prior Green Beret, now entrepreneur building his empire in real estate. Uh, hear his story and his struggles uh, coming into the game into real estate and uh, kind of you know what what ultimately got him to uh, make that move and and you know. Take it to where he's gotten it, man. It's it's blowing up. Um, I've been watching him since uh, since he got into it back in 2000, 2013 when we were deployed and when he was talking about it. But uh, I'm not going to do it any justice, any kind of justice at all, man. So without further ado, Adam Johnson, man, go ahead. If you can go ahead and tell us a little about yourself and introduce yourself. Hey, man, first of all, I, I'm honored that you got me on your show. I really appreciate uh, anytime I get on a podcast to try to help out people um, because you know, the average person is like you and I a couple of years ago, you know, we, we kind of, we know what's been taught to us and we think, you know, very narrowly, uh, especially in the army, the army is so easy. So it was, uh, very comfortable to, to show up every day, do your job, be an SF guy. Yep. Um, so I love talking to people that have, that have walked in the same shoes as I have. Um, I love giving back and I love telling my story because, it is unique, but I think more people can do what I do. I really don't think that I have a magical formula at all. I just, I get up and do stuff. So you, you uh, got it up I'm, and uh, done, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to be on the show, man. I really am. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. So like, you know, with that said, like, yeah, everybody could do this, but I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, I remember you bringing this up, you know what I'm saying? We'll get into the whole, into the whole real estate thing, but I remember you bringing it up and, uh, I ain't gonna lie at the time. I was like, man, ain't nobody doing that shit. Like, I'm not doing all that. You know what I mean? But uh, I remember you were like, hey, man, it's just this easy. You just got to read this book and just, you know what I'm saying, go with it and and put it into action, man. I remember you saying that. Like, I remember very vividly, you know what I'm saying? We're sitting in an office talking about it and you was grinding away at that. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, everybody could do it, man. But again, it's, it's you know what I'm saying, not for everybody. You know what I mean? And it's, you got to have that drive, right? You got to have that motivation, man. So the main the main factor is the drive. Don't get me wrong. Most of us have drive. Most of us have a goal. Most of us want to get to a certain level. Right. What happens with most people, and, and you and I both saw this being a special forces and trying to get guys to go to Ranger School, trying to get guys to go to the Q course, is we don't like to fail. And that's that's the big <laughs> thing is is failure is what stops most people. If I told you if you want to do a podcast on all my failures that's that's at least 23 hours full of content right there of all my failures you ain't that's, not what, that's not what makes the news that's not what's sexy you know what i'm saying so uh, um, you gotta have drive but you also gotta be not scared to fail because, right right you know when i fail i learn from that i learn more from failures than i do you know victories so right. that, that's what makes me a little bit different is i don't worry about failing because it's gonna happen right so tell me so Let's go back. Let's go back all the way to the beginning, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, so I remember you telling me you were from Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? And obviously came from humble, from humble beginnings. Um, I think eventually you ended up in Ohio. Is that correct? I think. Uh, not Ohio. Um, I, I, I joined the army out of Memphis, but my ex-wife's from Ohio. So I did spend quite a so little bit of time up in Ohio. So that's yeah, where so I got the Ohio thing from. Okay. Man, I came from next to nothing in, in a little bitty town called Alpine, Mississippi. We kind of bounced around that area. Um, I mean, all we know in that, in that vicinity of the country is how to work. That's all we know, to work, right. save money, 
Um, you hope at the end of the week that you have enough to pay your bills. That's all we know. We don't know anything about investing, savings, right. uh, ROI, asset liability, taxes. Uh, we know nothing about that. Um, to this day, you know, I, I, I reach back to my friends and family at home and, and we, we have these conversations because me growing up, we never had these conversations. So I want to help out people from where I'm from, again, to show people that there's a there's there's a different way of life as opposed to just putting your head down and working until you're 65 years old. Right. We're capable of doing so much more. Right. Um. So, you know, obviously everybody's origin stories has a huge, you know what I'm saying? Uh, plays a huge part, man, in who we are today. Uh, plays a huge part. So, you know, you coming from Mississippi, um, you know, what were some of the things that, 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 that define you today, you know what I mean? That made you who you are today, you know what I'm saying? From those times that struggles, you know, uh, just growing up in Mississippi, you know. Beating the odds, man. That's yeah. the, I'm, I'm most, I'm more proud of beating the odds. I'm more proud of getting out and, and seeing stuff. Even just joining the army for where I'm from was a huge deal. Right. That's something that almost anybody can do. Right. Um, I don't come from a place with a lot of opportunity. We literally only have furniture factories and fast food. That's what we have in Northeast Mississippi. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, there's there's not a ton of opportunity. Um, and I hope I'm not offending anybody. This is just my God's honest. Nah, man, we keep know, it real here. This <laughs> is my God's honest take on how I grew up. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of opportunity, Not no education as far as business growth taxes as i said before we just don't talk about it you know uh, right. my parents worked their tails off my dad's still working right now um blue collar guy works his tail off uh provides for my family um and nothing wrong with that at all but he still has the same mindset as i had you know growing up is is every dollar could be your last dollar you got save 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 right. and you lose yourself you don't you don't get to go and enjoy life because we're not we're not put on earth to, to work until we're 65, 7 years old. Oh no, man. We're, we're not put on this earth to, <laughs> to have one vacation week per year. Yeah. That's not what we're here. Yeah. So I just look at stuff differently, man. Um I, I look at stuff differently. I see I ask questions now. You know, growing up, I never asked the question on why they have so much money and why they have so much free time. I just assumed it wasn't for me. Right. I just assumed that if you're from where I'm from, we don't do that. We go, we really? go work. We go to the furniture factory. So right. I'm more proud of getting out of the norm and taking that step of, I guess, I guess just breaking the mold. That's what I'm more proud of. So was that something, so like, was that something, you know, just growing up, you were like, man, I can't wait to be 18 and get the hell out of here. Or I can't wait, to, you know, was military on your mind even back, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, was the military on your mind even growing up? Like, or was that something, a, a decision that you made in high school, like last minute, like, yo, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm like, so, God, like, I need a bounce. <laughs> I, I, here's my God's honest truth. I'm not proud of this, but here's the God's honest truth. I literally woke up on my 17th birthday in Memphis. In, in Memphis. My 17th birthday is at like 3.45 in the morning. Right. Joined the Army Reserve that, that day. Um, just only for one reason, that was college money. Nothing more, nothing less. Right, ain't no wrong with that. Fast forward, two wars kick off, mm -hmm. and I realized at 20 years old, I'm in the reserves, I said, I'm going to have to go to war at some point. I don't want to be with these people. I right. don't want to go to war with, with right. the people that can't even do the right thing in the basic Army stuff. So right. that's when I transitioned into the Army. But um, I joined the Army at a young age just for college money because we didn't have. I had no other out from Northeast Mississippi. That was right. the only reason... The only way I could really get out with, without an education, without tons of money, the army just said, "Yeah, man, you, 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 we need you." 
Right. And I raised my hand and left. And, and you were just like, I'm out of here. See, at 20, yeah, man. So at 20, I went active. At 20 years old, I went active. And the rest is history. And so the only reason you went active was was because you were like, yo, like I'm about to go to war. And this <laughs> Exactly. I said, I'm going to. So and, and literally the same reason I joined Special Forces, I said, I went. To, I got to my regular duty, uh, regular army unit. I was like, I don't want to go to war with these people either. If I'm gonna go to war, I want to go go to war with the best. And that was literally my motivating factor because it was more out of fear of dying or not having yeah. the right people on my left and right. I said, if yeah. I'm gonna go to war, period, I won't be around the best guys, period. So yeah, so that's one thing. I that's one thing. I guess I didn't know about you. I didn't know that you were in the reserves. I thought you had just came in and, and went straight active duty. I and, wish. And yeah. So that's. So that's what I thought. Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I didn't even know, um, man. So once you, once you joined and growing up and seeing your dad, you know what I'm saying? Your parents work so hard like that. Right. And you, and you only seeing the, the, uh, dead end, I guess, you know what I'm saying? In your town or your area. Right. Were you, were you always like thinking investments, thinking like, man, like I'm going to like once you join and you get that steady paycheck all the time and you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you decided to go SF and you know, you started challenging yourself, right? Was it even back then you were like, you know what, man, I'm going to become, you know, an entrepreneur one day. Like I'm going to have this going on. Or were you just still like the rest of us young and focused, just kind of like, Hey man, like I'm just trying to have fun right now. Like I'm just I trying was, to have a good time. I'm just, I was a young guy with a family. The army was too easy. The army money was guaranteed. Right. As far as quote unquote investing, I never had an understanding or even interest. Again, I thought it wasn't for me. I thought you right. had to be from a certain part of town, certain part of, you know, certain type of, of parents and circle and this and that. Um, my dad gave me the uh, Dave Ramsey book called Total Money Makeover. Yep. So 21 years old, I was out of debt in 18 months. I paid for my truck. I had wow. no debt. Uh, my wife's stuff was paid off. So you know how that was my rare first that is? Kind of, uh, <laughs> Dave Ramsey, total money makeover. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, that, that was my first kind of reading and starting to understand about money because I was never taught the value of, of money and in, in making money grow. So Dave Ramsey does not teach, in my opinion, he doesn't teach growth money. He teaches you out of debt. And then with, with no debt, you will accrue more money because you're not paying those smaller bills. Right. So for anybody listening to this, if they're not interested in investing and that kind of stuff, at least at a minimum, understand money, understand how to get out of debt and, you know, because your, your family would be better off uh, for that. So I was never a young investor. I was a young, I was smart with money, but I, wasn't, I knew nothing about growth and um, investing at all. No right. concept. Education on that is key, man. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, like it is key. Like for somebody to tell you that, like you, like you said it perfectly, how like, you know, growing up, you you didn't think that was for you. Like, you know, like, like that's not something you thought about because you saw your town, you saw everybody going in one direction, the factories or, you know, the furniture, uh, uh, warehouses or whatever. So it's, it's, if it's not something you're taught, like you're just not going to know it period. And exactly, you know, the same thing with me, you know, for example, like my parents coming from Africa, like they didn't know none of, I know investments, like they couldn't tell, you know, they didn't know none of that, man. And like, nobody taught me that, like, no, you know, besides like you said, Hey, save it and put it in your savings account. Save it, put yep. your savings account. Just make sure you got money. Like that, like that was it. Yep. It wasn't about, um, you know, the first time I ever heard anybody say it, and, and now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to do a lot more research, but the first time I ever heard anybody say it to me, honestly, it was you saying, make money, make, <laughs> make have your money, money, make, make money. yeah, yeah. That was the first time I heard it, man. That somebody actually said it to me, like, have your money, make money for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 don't, 
don't just be sticking to this, you know, uh, paycheck to paycheck type thing and, and, and only depend on your, and only depend on your paycheck. Like you got to have other, other, uh, sources of money coming of in. income. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, 99.5% of us work for our money. That means if you stop working, your money stops coming in. Right. My right. money works for me. It's the other way around. I, right now, I'm, I'm talking to you, but my business is still running in the background. Right, right. I was on vacation for a week over Christmas. I've been down to Panama for six weeks at a time. My business never stops. Right, it's making my that money. My money will work for me. And I got out of the army. I don't work no more. So I don't, I don't have a, I have nothing. Oh, I know. I know. I've been tracking you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't have a paycheck coming in, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my business does well for us. And, and, you know, we're not hungry. We're, we're a happy family. So, all right. So let's just backtrack here. So you, so the only reason you came SF, right? So once you came SF, what was the next, like, like what were the next events that happened to you? Like once you joined SF and you started deploying, like what were the next things that were happening to you? Like mindset wise? Brother, I learned, I learned so much about myself in that first nine months on a team being around other, because it, you know, you were, you were big on me for a little bit, you went to Rangers, you went to Ranger bad and yep. so on and so forth. I didn't realize, and, and I got very indoctrinated. Like I was an SF guy. I loved it. You know, I had a lot to learn. I learned a lot real fast. And I got, and after a couple of years of being in special forces, I thought we all were like that. Right. <laughs> I thought everybody, I thought everybody was a type A go-getter. I right. thought everybody put mission first and we did what we had to do to, to make, you know, mission success. Right. Um, that's not the case at all. It's like, not, me back man. out in the real world. <laughs> and that was, that was eye-opening, kind of jumping ahead a little bit when I got out of the army now working in civilian population. Yeah. And that was, my wife tells me all the time, like, she can't believe that there's, 12 other guys just like me. I'm like, yeah, just like almost yeah. damn near exactly like me. We, we we're so mentally focused on one goal. Yeah. It ain't about, it ain't about you going to school. It ain't about you getting this course or you getting that tab or you getting that. It's about the mission success. And, and I, I love this. So that's what I learned. Uh, my first nine, 12 months on the team was first of all, you're always busy. I was always yeah. busy. So I always had a great work ethic from being a kid, but that just kind of made me, focus my energy on things that matter so, so much. I, I didn't waste any time being young. I, I was focused on being an SF guy, learning my trade, right. uh, all the schools we have to go to, all the, the language stuff. Like, you know what? We I always say we're always triple task. I always have yeah. my admin function. I got my future ops function. Yeah. I got my personal schools and personal accountability as well. I was right. always triple task. So I learned that, and I learned it's a ranger school too, you can do a lot in 24 hours in a day. You, you can do a yeah, lot buddy. more than you think you're capable of. Yeah, I learned, so Ranger School and SF taught me, you got all 24 hours, you make a lot happen. It's all up to you and how you you My actually utilize goodness. those 20. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely, so, man, you know, uh, every time I talk to people and they always ask me about SF and Ranger, man, I always say, man, I, I learned every phase of my career, every you know school I went to, I learned something different about myself, man. Every single yeah, time, yes. every single time. Um, you know, and it was always about challenging myself and just getting better, man. Like that's what it was at the end of the day for me. It was, it was, it was just about getting better, like just becoming a, a better individual, a better, you know, soldier. I hated being stagnant and I hated being, and, and just accepting the bottom line. I'm saying the bottom, like I always wanted to do more and do better. Um, so like, all right, so you, so you came myself, you started deploying, um, you know, kind of like, where were you at at that point? Like, as far as, you know, were you having any like struggles, like, you know, things to kind of work so, through that kind of motivated you that are helping you out now? Like, you know what I'm saying? That help you drive through. 
Actually, yes. Um, kind of, uh, I learned, I struggle with the concept of leadership because, you know, me being where I came from in Mississippi, uh, I had to take care of me and only me. So when I got to a team, you know, I was quickly the senior position for my MOS, my job, and I had, I was responsible for somebody, you know, and also, you know, within down that hallway of the company hallway, you hear other things happen with other teams, right. you know, if something bad happened, you know, the, for example, you know, somebody lost something, your the commander would be responsible for it. I could not wrap my head around why one guy was responsible for 11 other guys and what they do in their own time or at home. Right. That rings so deep to me right now as a business owner, because no matter who is where, like, no matter if a, a cleaning crew is in my house, a handyman does something, no matter what success or failure, all failures are my fault. Period. Right. Right. I, I'm the owner. I'm the CEO. I'm the president. Yeah. So, I struggle with that as a young army guy. I'm thinking, you know, I'm taking care of me. Who cares? Well, I don't care what the hell they do. That's not, that's what Tom does is not my concern. Right. It's right. different in, in the real world and grand scheme. And I understand that from, from being a team sergeant and, and working very close with my commander, that everything that we do, all failures are our fault. Success is the man's fault. Right. So we succeed because yeah. guys work hard, but we fail because I failed to lead them. Right. And so I took that from army I struggled with that early on, but now I, I, I embrace the concept and we're a better company for that. Right. I think that's the thing though, man. Like, you know, um, coming to SF, like, you know, it's big boy rules, man. Um, really? Um, really? You know, I, mean, I mean, it's big boy rules at the end of the day and it's, uh, you tend to obviously mission team, but at the end of the day, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like you just said, like, I'm, I need to do my, my job in order for the wheels to keep turning. So, I need him to do his. So I'm not going to worry about him because I need, you know what I'm saying? I need to do my, like my stuff and knock mine out so that I'm a productive part, uh, member of the team. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually producing myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. So yeah, but so let's go ahead and tell people this also. So you were an 18 Charlie. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I know what an 18 Charlie is, but go ahead and, and you know, expand on exactly, you know. So, so what, what in, was your job? In layman's terms, an 18 Charlie is a special forces engineer. So my job was uh, understanding and understanding the concepts of, of explosiveness, of explosives, so IEDs, bombs, understanding certain components, how to mitigate, minimize certain damages and that kind of stuff. Also, demolition was my job. You know, if we come up, if, if, if a mission uh, dictated that we need to breach uh, right. to gain access or destroy, for example, I want to get too deep into the weeds, but, like, you know, destroy like a... Um, uh, electrical uh, power lines to, to maybe cut out power for an area for certain reasons, you know, not to get too deep into it. Right. So um, explosives and also logistics. And so I was in charge of at some, you know, between 1.5 to $5 million worth of <laughs> equipment. You saw, you saw the optics we had all yeah, the antennas right. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. As much as I hated that, Tom, as much as I hated it, that made me a better businessman as well. I was like, going to say <laughs> tracking, ordering, purchasing, um, systemizing, yeah. systemizing everything that as bad as I hated it, it made me a better businessman. I'm grateful for it, you know, today. So um, not only did I have those functions, I you know my admin function was logistics. My combat function was explosives and and. Yep. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but also I was a senior, so I was responsible for one more guy as well. Yep. And to train him up, to get to the competency level that is required to be a functional SF uh, engineer. So it, it was fun, man. I, I stayed busy. I was never <laughs> oh, I bored. You, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you, you saw me and Chris downrange. I was never bored. Yeah. 
what was your so like what would so I know a lot of dudes once you know especially uh uh 18 charlie young guys when you know, if they have if they really have no clue about sf they've never really you know known anybody in sf and, they, and they're just coming into it for the first time just blindly never had any no stories or nothing you know, a lot of time I know I hear dudes are like, man, dude, I didn't know 18 Charlie was going to be all this. And, you know what I'm saying? Like the paperwork, you know what I'm saying? How did that, uh, uh, how'd you take that when you first got to a team? Were you, it, was- it shocked me, dude. It shocked me. And as a young guy, you see all the, you see all the, uh, promo videos of guys kicking down doors and, <laughs> right. and all the fun stuff we do. Yeah. And then I get to a team, they say, I need you to build a, a, a hand, a hand receipt book for yeah. $3 million of equipment. Yeah. And I had no guidance. I didn't have the seniors at the time. Um, I was, I was, I hate to say I was demoralized for about a week or two. Right. But not, it wasn't that long. It's probably about a week or so. But, <laughs> but I realized, you know, I'm my team's far. I sat down with me. I, I was a young guy. I was 21 years old. I, I'm, I'm relatively a young guy, maybe 22. And he said, look, man, this is, this is what we do. This is the job. Yeah. Blowing up stuff and killing what we do and yeah. everything that that's about 5% of, of the time. But we have functions here, and your function to benefit this team is this right now. So right, right. now we need you here, and that's all he had to tell me. He he had to put me in the right mindset to give me the big picture. The big picture was my little task, this little task that I hate doing. It's going to benefit our team. That's right. all he needed to tell me. Right. That was it. So for guys coming into SF, so when I started <laughs> recruiting for SF, and I'd get guys in, they they get to the Q course, and they graduate, and they come to me. I said, all right, so now you're Charlie now. Yeah. I gave them all my stuff. Good shit, man. I gave them everything Good I had. Shit. I gave, you know, you saw me and Chris do that um, accountability, yep. tracking and everything like that. They had all that. So I want to set my guys up for success, but it took a while to build those systems. And But again, I'm better for it now. Did not realize at the time I was training to be I could a president of a company. I could imagine, man. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, just being in charge of all that stuff and, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, just all the logistics, I can only imagine. I mean, it's got to be a huge part of your business, man. Yes, <laughs> like, you very know? much so. Very so, much so, man. Yeah. Uh, that's, man, being being on the team, I remember coming in in the mornings uh, and if I saw you or Chris with that damn property book in your hand and I already knew what time it is, man. Lay out, lay out, lay out. And I just, you know, like that was one thing, like when I first got to that stuff, like I was just like, how many layoffs these motherfuckers got, man? Like, how many times do we got to do this shit? Like, uh, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yes. So, all right. So let's. So now we're in. We're in. We 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 uh, deployed to Afghanistan. What was it that got you even thinking real estate? Like, what? Like, what got you to 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 buy that book, right? Or I don't know if it was something before that, but I just remember saying I'm telling you from my memory from what I. Uh, recall was that you had bought a book right mm-hmm. so like what what got you to that point where you're just like hey man i need to make more money like now or i need or have you always wanted to get in real estate at some point like you know what I'm saying like was there a point you were yeah man i want to get in real estate or was it just entrepreneurship it, it was entrepreneurship you know no. so what it was you know i was i was 29 years old when i landed in afghanistan i was 30 when we left so i i was getting to a point where you know, my son at the time, he was, he was uh, turning eight, eight or nine years old. Yep, yep. And I'm like, I've, I've been deploying a lot, a lot, a lot. I've been, right. I've been gone a lot, a lot. That's, you know, there's gotta be something different. Gotta be a better way. I love this army stuff. I'm really good at it. I enjoy it. It's teaching me a lot, but it ain't helping my son and my family at all. So like, so you were getting burned outside, out. Yeah. I, it, not so much me being burned out for me. I, I could do the job. It was right. more for me feeling bad for my son. Right. 
So started getting into to, to the books, learning a little bit about a little bit. And I got back, we got back 2014, I believe. Yeah, February. February ish. Yep. And um went to a seminar, man. Went to a seminar about real estate. And that's when my mind finally opened up because I we I said it for a third time. We never had these these teachings, this these verb this this terminology in Mississippi growing up in Baldwin, Mississippi. We didn't talk about ROI. We didn't talk about passive income. We didn't talk about asset versus liability. And that little two hour free seminar set me on fire, man. It set me on fire. I then bought the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I have not looked back. I have not looked back and I don't regret any decision I made from 2014 to now regarding business. Yeah, you were, all. man, you flew with it, bro. Like, yeah, man, full speed. Yeah, man. Like you was Jump going right like, in. I remember coming back from that appointment and that was it. Like you was, you was hitting the ground running, man. Um, so you were talking about, you know what I'm saying? The deployments and making the move for, for, you know, more or less for your son, really. You know what I mean? Yep. For the, for, so, <clears throat> Were you kind of going through a lot of like, you know, I don't want to talk about too much mental health on this, but like, was that taking a huge toll on you, like you yourself personally too, like just being away from your kid, you know, getting burnt out with the deployments, uh, you know, stuff happening on deployments where you're just like, man, like I, I, I need to make a move now. Cause at the time you had to been already looking at in depth, right. Or yeah, like going yeah. towards, going towards your 20 years. Yeah, so um, I had actually signed in deaf while we we're in Afghanistan. Oh, okay. So that so that reenlistment was your in deaf one. Yep, yep. Okay, so with that, like a lot of us, once we sign in deaf, we're not even thinking about. No, like you're like yeah. I'm doing the next how however many years you got left on the in deaf. You're like that's mm-hmm. that's my focus for the next, you know what I'm saying for X yeah. amount of years, and that's it. Um, so did so were you just burnt out and just thinking that? Or, you know, as, as far as the deployments and being away from your kid, how was that for you mentally? Like you, like, you know what I'm saying? How was that, how much of a factor did that, did, did that play in you making the move? Huge. I, I felt like I was letting my son down. Yeah. I felt like, you know, I literally from Iraq, I called him the, the first morning of kindergarten. I called him from Iraq to tell him, I'm proud of you, son. Have a great day. You're a big boy now. And I miss that. Right. I miss that moment. That's never going to come back. And there was many other though. I, uh, I think we were out on mission one, uh, October 20th, his birthday, you and I were out on mission. And I can remember sleeping in these little huts, but I remember, you know, going to the captain, getting the uh, radio phone and calling him for the birthday. I'm like, man, this, and there was no end in sight. You know, there was right. no end in sight of that, of that cycle being broken. So I realized something had to, had to change. And it started with me and, I chose real estate being, being an engineer, being a Charlie, I'm good with my hands. I can build stuff. And that's how really I began was, you know, I don't have to pay for help and pay for all that kind right. of stuff. I can buy a house. I'll figure it out. All I right. will figure it out somehow and I'll flip a house and I'll start growing, building my own thing. Uh, so it, it became, it, it, it originated from me feeling like I owe more to my family than what I'm able to give them at this point. Okay. So we come back from that deployment um, you go to that, uh, seminar, yep. um, what was it like to actually purchase your first property? Like, what was that feeling like? So super exciting, super <laughs> exciting, super exciting. Right. But as from a, from a business numbers standpoint, terrible, 
terrible purchase. Really? Bought the house way too expensive because what it was was, so I, I coach now. I tell I tell my yep. new students this right here. Do not get overexcited about your about you know <laughs> someone saying yes. And so. <laughs> So I didn't even try to negotiate down anymore. You're just like I want it. The lady said, "The lady said you can give me, you can give it, uh, you can get it for this price, which was eighty thousand dollars. I should have bought it for about forty five, flipped it, and sold it. Get out of here. Way higher than what I should have bought. Get out of here. I I bought it for eighty thousand plus, uh, uh, you know, some financing costs. I think I was was all in about eighty two thousand, give or take, right? Right. And I sold it for like one fifteen. But all the other costs ate up, you know, the the, the contractor costs, the utilities, yeah, the yeah. insurance, the origination fees. I made no money, bro. I made no money, but I flipped the house. But I bet you learned now, a lesson too, though, huh? I learned a lot of lessons, and that's what's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had I flipped the house and went like a dream, I, I'd got overconfident, and at some point, I'd have made the same mistake. So I'm glad I got mine out uh, early. The very next house I bought from start to finish was 92 days. I netted $22,000 after I paid everybody out. Get out of here. Paid everybody out in less in about three months. I netted uh, $22,000 and kept the ball rolling. See, I'm so glad we're talking because I've been wanting to like ask you all these questions and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, 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 it's honestly awesome just hearing that, man. That's, that's legit, man. So like, were you, were you discouraged when that happened? You know saying? Did, did you kind of sit down and were like, fuck, what the fuck did I do? Were you like, fuck it, you know what? Like, no, exactly, dude, because, because you know, I, I had I had a, a $30,000 bonus uh, in Afghanistan. That's what I right. used for my down payment money and some other money for the house. So I, I used all my money. Oh, wow. And I had nothing to show for it. I had nothing to show except I had a house under my belt. I had experience under my belt. But financially, my account was empty again. Wow, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's a... You, you you look in the mirror and you question, is this for me? You know, I just did it. I did what everybody told me to do. I bought it X. I, yeah. I used bank money to finance, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And here I am at the end of the day. I have nothing to show for it. A lot of people would quit. Most people quit. Well, most you, people do quit. You know what? That's most people. Would, yeah. Not yeah. a lot. Most people would. You're, on, people you're, you're 100% quit. right, man. Yeah. So your counts on negative, you sold the house. What would like, were you like, all right, man, I need to get back on another one or did it take, did you have to go back? I'm, I'm sure. Cause I remember you saying you had mentors, right? So mm-hmm. did you go to your mentors and, and was and kind of like, Hey man, like what the fuck did I do? Did I, I even saying that I mess up or where? Oh, he told me, he, he told me up front. Like they told me straight up, you bought the house too high. And I knew it again, but I'm stubborn, bro. I'm an SF guy. I, we, I got, we I, all are. Out, bro. I got this. Right. I, I'm going to figure it out. You know, right. that kind of stuff. And, uh, I'll tell you the best thing from that deal. Now, the best thing is not that I learned the lesson, but it humbled me really quickly. That's the best thing could have happened to me. I bet. It let me know that as smart as I think I am, I have a lot to learn. That was the best thing that could have happened to me on day one is that to get my ass kicked real fast to let me know that I got a lot to learn. So <clears throat> I'm so glad you said that, man. Um, Cause I get asked all the time about SF and Ranger, right? And 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 people always see only the good parts. You know what I'm saying? They only see when you you graduated. They didn't see the times you failed or the times you 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 you, you uh, mess things up. You know? So like when I tell people all the time about my podcast, I'm like, yo, this is keeping it real here. Like like this ain't me telling you I was the fastest, the, the strongest. Like because I wasn't. So but I tell you this, I, I wasn't a quitter. You know what I'm saying? I was a go-getter, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like, yeah, you might be faster than me, but guess what, though? I'm going to do more push-ups than you. Or I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to win somehow, some way, but I'm not going to quit, you know? Exactly. So I like you saying that, man. Like, like honestly, I like that, that, 
that you're, you know what I'm saying, that you're honest with me on that. Cause like, that's huge, man, for people. You know what I mean? Cause right now, like, I'll be honest, I didn't know that. I, all I see is success. So like me knowing you, I, like, I just assume everything went smooth all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, I wish. I'm assuming you had some hiccups, but like, I would have never known that your first one was like that. I would have never known that. You know what I mean? But that's, oh, yeah, man. that's awesome, man. I mean, Bro, not awesome that it, that it went that way, but. <laughs> No, I mean, I was serious when I say so. So when I coach students as well, I, I'm I am blatantly honest and upfront about where what I have and have not done and my failures. Right. And we've done really well. We we own right now a lot of houses. I will never have to work again the rest of my life if I choose not to. Right. But I've lost tons of money. I've made bad deals. I, I have. I've exited too early. I've held on for too long. I've made my mistakes. Okay. And that's why we're profitable today. That's why I'll never work again because of those lessons learned. It's not because um, I had it all figured out and it's just been a smooth selling, you know, from day one, not even close, man. Not right, even close. Right. So what, how was the second one, the third one at least? Uh, you said, were, were those ones a little bit better? How long did it take? I guess is maybe is what I'm trying to ask is like, what was the period to where you were kind of like, oh, all right, man, I keep kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, got you. I keep messing up. <clears throat> what, how long did it take to you finally go, you know what, man, I'm starting to get that. It. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get it now. Yeah, messing up a little bit, but it's not as, as, as big as the first time or second time, you know? So the God's honest truth is I bought, I started my business in 2014 officially. Um, I made lots of mistakes. I chased every lead. I didn't have a system. I didn't have a niche. I did not have a niche market. And that's, that's the most important part of business that no one talks about is narrowing down your niche. Yeah. Once I determined what my niche was and I went all in, that was, uh, May, 2016, about my first house subject to, which is where I buy houses now with no money. So that was so right May before I left, right before I left, yep, uh, Campbell. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, so two years of me making mistakes, chasing dead leads, driving across town for, for a, a, a seller that wasn't even motivated, like wasting right. time. Um, two years, man, two years. Uh, now everything is so systemized. Now, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a, someone tags me in a Facebook post, I can evaluate in about 20 seconds. I can read a few lines. I can see, I can look up real quick on Zillow, the property. I can have an idea of the numbers and what I, what I would rent the house for, what the mortgage could be about and so many factors I already have up here because I've been doing it for so long and I can quickly evaluate and not waste anybody's time. I don't waste time no more on bad leads. Well, I'm going to tell you this because I'm not going to go into your numbers, obviously, I'm saying right now, but when you gave me the the estimated for my house, you were dead on. Oh, man. Like dead on. <laughs> it was the best, my best guess, man. Yeah. Best guess. Oh, no, bro. It's perfect. <laughs> so, so, dude, two years, bro. Yeah, man. Two Yo, years. Oh, that's, I'm not going to so, lie to you, Adam. That's, that's, let me let me add to it, Tom. So two years before I figured it out, right? So still, but you were still, still getting a paycheck too. So so it's yeah, not yeah, like you exactly. were okay. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still I'm still army. I'm still getting paid, but but I'm not proud of that. I'm I'm more proud of what I'm trying to build organically from the ground up. Was just which is this business, right? The business the business was not profitable for the first four four and a half years because of, of bad decisions made prior buying houses in the wrong way. Okay. Being negative on certain things. We, 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 the business was not profitable for a while. Oh, wow. And, and, and that's common, by the way, most businesses, right. the, the owners don't make a paycheck for sometimes five years. Sometimes oh, yeah, I've longer. heard that. I've heard that. So, um, I started paying my wife. I was paying her, uh, I started paying her about three years into it. Um, and that was, that was good for us, you know, kind of me 
using business money to pay and this and that, learning that process of payroll and taxes, because that's a different thing to learn as well. Um, but, but today, like I said, today we're, 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 we're I ain't going to say we're fat and happy, but we're not hungry anymore. We're doing really right. good. Uh, the business is healthy. The business is doing really well. And, and I'm super proud of that. I'm more proud of that than anything right now. Well, you should be. <laughs> That's what I'm proud of. <laughs> well, you should be, man. Uh, so, a lot so, uh, to our listeners, man. Um, so, you ended up, if I'm not confused, I don't know how that works. Did you buy your contract out? Is is that how that works when you're getting, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you I buy your contract out, right? Getting out of the Army, talking about getting out of the yeah, Army. Yeah, yeah. So, I had to request up to HRC, Human Resources Command, to get released from the army. And they, they said no at first. I had to show them that the business is doing X per month, that the business is sustainable and that the business, the business alone can sustain my way of life. Um, at the time the business was netting probably three or four times what I was making in the army. Wow. So that was easy. That was easy for, for me to show the army that your the way the army looks at it is we're holding this guy back. He can do more. And that's okay. how, so they, they let me out that way. Um, but I had to submit all kind of business docs, uh, cash flow estimates, right. all kind of things uh, for them to release me. I did pay back like maybe three or four thousand dollars of the bonus that I received in 2014 or 13. Uh, that was that's all I had to quote unquote pay or buy out, if you will. Yeah, that's gonna be my next question, man. Um, because I mean, obviously, I don't, I think you're the first person I've ever known that's actually gotten out early you know what i'm saying uh, uh not many of us no no <laughs> and so like the stories you always hear is people have to buy their contracts out, which, which i would assume is you pay back uh whatever remaining you got left on your bonus right that's all it was yeah right so you showed them the paperwork um were you nervous yeah i mean that's a huge tell me I, I, I was leaving certainty i was leaving, leaving yeah. security yeah. the army is certain you're going to get paid yeah um the and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, w- I don't want to get it come across the wrong way. There's nothing wrong with security. Right. But realize this, there's a ratio. The more security I have, the less freedoms I have. Right. And in the army, we cap out at whatever we make, you no know, E78, E9, you cap out. In business, a lot less security, but I had no top. Right. If I, if I, if I strike a deal and I make 2.8 million next year, I make 2.8 million next year. Right. Right. But, you know, that's, that's what I'm getting at. So, the less security and certainty I have, the more opportunity I have in the business world. And I love it. And I'm okay with that risk. I'm right. completely okay with that. What, um, so I know your wife has a huge part. Like, I, you know, I've, yeah. I've definitely seen it since y'all got together, dude. You were changed, changed, man. Yeah. Completely changed, man. Like I could tell, you know, uh, how instrumental was she? Cause she so, was there in the beginning, right? I mean, cause, cause it was shortly yeah. after, I mean, shortly after you started it and we got back, I think you guys got together and all, uh, yep. right. So she's been there through the, through the good. She, she, we, we are where we are because of her. I give right. her 97.2% of the credit. Like it's her. And the way I, the reason I say that is because I did everything myself in the early stages and I learned how to buy these houses with no money. And I think I had about five houses, maybe six or seven houses, not many more trying to play army trying to be a team sergeant, right. trying to do everything I was doing, I was underwater. It was just too much for me. We realized just those seven houses were making more money than her job was making her. So we, we decided for her to quit her job. When she came on as 100% admin, administrative assistance or administrative help, right. that's when we, it freed me up to work to focus on sales. And 
that's what we did. We took roles where she took care of the rental portion and admin portion. My job was all new acquisition. Right. It was on me to go find the next house to, to construct the next um, contract to negotiate the next opportunity. It was on me. And that that's what changed us is when she quit her job and came on full, full time. And we, again, we, it was the best decision we made as a, as a, as a married couple for oh, her to quit her job. That's what I was just telling my girl the other day, man. You know, um, she had said something to me and I was like, you know, next to every strong man is a strong woman right next to a man. Like, you 100%. know, um, um, it's, it's, it, it, it's huge isn't it, man. When you have somebody that's so supportive and that's on your team and that's, you know, uh, your, your biggest supporter, your, your number one fan, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Right. It's, it's amazing when you had two people that have the same vision. That's, yes. that's the hardest thing to find. You could have said any better, man. You know, me and you, Tom, me and you, we're, we're pretty much on the same wavelength, but me and you go into business together, we're going to have different opinions. We're going to have different of course, understandings because we're different people. Of course. So when you find, like, most time it is it is a, a spouse. When y'all are 100% sharing the same vision, you you understand the same risk, you understand the same possible outcome, you understand the numbers, right. there is no stopping us at this point, man. Right. And I, I credit it to my wife. Um. So how did... How did your, how did guys take it on the team when you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you had a lot going on. You had a lot going on. <laughs> no one understands it, Tom. So a team star no. uh, for an ODA, man, you're running, you know, potentially 12-man team, but, you know, what, 10, 10, 11 usually. Uh, you're running everything, man. You're the guy. Like, how, how yeah. did you manage, how were you able to manage the business, home life let's not forget about just 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 oh yeah being a husband a father you know um then you will be f- recruiting is you know let's stick to the uh uh team star so how okay. did you manage all that stuff like so my wife was instrumental uh you know in picking up my slack so you know you ha- obviously team star is triple task as i said before and yeah. long days i you know the guys can go home because the guys are finished but i still got admin stuff due to sergeant major and this right. and that amongst trackers update like my day was not over until seven eight o'clock most nights right. um i still have my weekends i still can come home at eight o'clock at night and get on the computer and track down leads make phone calls send emails i had the vision of where we are today i had it when we had nothing when we had six houses two houses i knew right. what we were going to be it was, it hadn't materialized yet, but I, but I knew where we were going to be. And my wife did too. So she had no problem picking up my slack. She never, you know, she would never do something that she wasn't comfortable with. If, if a phone call came in, she'd take the information down and say, Adam, will call you back this evening. But just having that type of administrative or secretarial help allowed Huge. me again to free up to be a team sergeant, to give 100% to team until I got back home. At that point, I shut down. Like, I'm not, don't call me about some damn inventory about some nods i don't care i'm home now and i have my own business to run right uh so yeah it was a lot dude like i was i was i was maxed yeah i could i mean i wasn't running maxed. a business but you know what i'm saying just being back on a team like i couldn't yeah, imagine man. running a business you know what i mean like i i just couldn't i just couldn't imagine doing that that to me that'd be a little too like too much for me man like with the home life and everything like i'd be i'd be losing it at, in somewhere like whether at home or at work, I'd be losing. <laughs> we we were at the time before I got out. We had twenty nine houses at that point, and I was a team sergeant with twenty nine. That's what I heard from somebody at one point. Going. That was when you almost 
That was when you were getting out, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, yeah. We've acquired more, but even full time active duty, team sergeant, get ready to deploy. We still were running 29 houses. Did you deploy? No. We, we were getting ready to. We were supposed to uh, at the end of that year bef- um, before I, I had dropped my request to, to, to get out of the Army. Right. And then things started happening. So I did not deploy at that point um, because I was exiting the service ETS. And- was there so part of the decision of, of, of like getting out? Do you think part of it too was more like, well, I mean, besides, A, I need to concentrate on my business and, you know what I'm saying? I need this for me. Was some of it also kind of like, man, like, I need to concentrate on this and I'm fucking these dudes over because, you know what I mean? Like, not fucking them over, but like, I need to do this. Like, I need to commit 110% to my business and not be 50 50 here where I'm trying to like juggle work and juggle that, you know? Not that you couldn't do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure something somehow was lacking somewhere, right? Like, whether it's at home or, or work. So none of that. And here's the God's honest truth. That I've told nobody but my wife. Here's right. the God's honest truth and why I got out of the army because of for us. Um, you know, I was I was the E7 team sergeant, that's the EA position. You know, I did everything I'm supposed to do and ready to for the promotion. Right, right. I did not get promoted that that year. I'd already been team sergeant for eight or nine months. And, and you and I both know there's how they do that, I don't know if they're throwing darts, whatever. And it was April the thirteenth. I remember that. I'll never forget it. Sergeant Major gave me a call and said, hey, you didn't make it, man. I said, roger that, you know. And, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, I was down. You know, I was down because uh, that's why I've been doing it. I love it. I was good at it. It is what it is. I told my wife, I said, I got I got a lot to figure out right now. I took about three days. I told my wife, we sat down in front of the computer, looked at all of our numbers, all of our projections. I said, at this point, I don't even control my own destiny in the Army. Right. You, I, I had my local leaders that put me as a team sergeant because right. they knew my potential, what I could do. However, HRC, who never met me, have never heard of, don't know who I am. They're making decisions, but that's going <laughs> to change or affect my life directly. Ain't that some and shit? I, I, I couldn't swallow that, Tom. Ain't I, that I, some I wasn't shit? okay with that. I wasn't okay with people that don't know me deciding my my fate. Ain't that some? And here I am, yeah. a business owner doing really well. I said. I am okay taking the risk to control my own destiny. Right. And that's why I got out of the army right. to do what we're doing now, making a lot more money, but, but I don't work for nobody. I'm free. Right. Now, truth be told, I will, I will always have never made master sergeant. That will always be down in here. Right. Always. <laughs> but, but, um, ironically, I mean, just the way things work out, I have retired, Two tire star majors that work for Hiller that service my houses right now. Really, it is what it is, man. You know, it, it is what it is. People that are retiring are working for, for me throughout my houses. Yeah, it, that's gonna be wild. They, it, it, it's it's a it's a crazy dynamic. I'm not saying I'm proud of that, but it's just a crazy dynamic because even though you retire from the army, you and I both know the army don't teach you nothing about investing. Yeah, you have a TSP plan. What the hell is that? You can't touch that until you're sixty something. So. Everybody gets out of the army and goes right back to work. Everybody does. <laughs> Adam, even though I didn't go into investment or uh, real estate, I'm going to tell you, man, 2013, when you brought that fucking book and you were talking about real estate, <laughs> that shit stuck with my head, man. Like, like I, you know what I'm saying? And I watch you all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I watch you all the time. I'm always kind of, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, you know what I'm saying? Keeping up on you, you know what I mean? And I see that, man. And it's so, it's motivating, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Makes me want to like... You know, just just do more and and 
like you said, I don't want to fucking work forever. Like, like I don't, I don't. That's not something I want. That's not my interest, and I and I and I don't plan on it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it took me. You know, and that's the other thing, man. It's us growing up, our generation. Like I said, nobody talked to us. Nobody no. talked to us about investment. So no. if nobody talks to you about it and you're constantly trying to catch up and that's just what you've been living for, for your entire life, that's just how you're going to keep living unless you, you just, I mean, you know, take that chance, I guess, you know, I mean, that's the only thing is just do it. Like you said, action, man, let's talk in action. Um, but yeah. Um, so what, um, I'm sorry here, man. So that happened, you got out. Um, so business is doing good right now. Uh, what what kind of advice would you give to people right now um, that are in and either are thinking about, you know, starting a business or are, how do they juggle that? Or how do they okay, figure that so, out? I mean, everybody's so, gonna be different, but. Yeah, yeah, I have a very methodical way of, of approaching this. It's the same way I approach it, okay? So anybody in the service right now or anybody anybody working down the five right now, it don't, it don't have to just be military. Anybody watching this that works a nine to five or, or whatever, we all have an interest. We all can create a side hustle. I don't care if it's mowing yards, if it's baking cakes, it doesn't matter what you like to right. do, but do what you like to do. Right. Learn how to monetize it. And you don't start mowing yards or baking cakes tomorrow and quit your job on Tuesday. That's not how this works. All right. You sit down very methodically and you, with my program, I, I email my uh, my clients a Excel spreadsheet so they can have for their records all of their expenses. And you'd be surprised how many Americans have no idea what they pay out each month in gas, Netflix, um, NFL red zone subscription, blah, 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 blah. It, it adds up really quickly. What I'm getting at is you have to know your no shit expenses. Like right. no shit. I, I spend $2,927.43 about every month. You have to know that number. Right. That being said, when you have that expense number and that side hustle after two, four, five, ten 10 months, or even two years, when that side hustle is now generating $2,900 and 42 cents or whatever it was, that's covering your expenses, you quit your job. Right. Because your side hustle is creating, is, is covering your life expenses. When you quit your job and you give that, instead of side hustling, you know, giving 10 to 15 hours a week to that side hustle, when I can give 60 hours a week to, to growing my business, <laughs> watch that shit catch on fire. Right. Like I kind of oversimplified it, but that's literally how it works. Very methodical. When I know my expense numbers, when I find something I love doing, and I can monetize it. When that monetization now equals my expenses, my monthly expenses, I'm quitting. I'm quitting making you rich. I'm right. quitting working with somebody else building their dream. Right. Fuck that. Not doing that. I'm ready to build my dream. I'm ready to build my legacy for me and my family. Because yeah, you serve the army, or yeah, you work for LG or you work for Google or whatever. But when you retire, you can't give that job to your kids. You have yeah. nothing, no legacy. Right. With my business. I can retire. I can hand to the kids when they turn 20, 25 years old. They already have the systems in place. There's already a cash cow already working, right. you know, making money hand over fist. They have something, right. but I can't give them, I can't give them a green beret and put them on ODA. I can't do that. Right. So that's, that's what it boils down to me is, is learning is understanding the numbers, finding what you love to do, monetizing it. And then the bigger picture is having a legacy for your family. That's the big picture. That's the why. That's facts, man. That's facts, man. Um, you know, a thing is too. I think for the 
for a lot of us in the military is, you know, like I was saying earlier, you get so focused and so tunnel vision, this is it, you know what I mean? But you don't, like a lot of us don't start thinking about the afterlife. Like I, at least I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I didn't think about what I'm gonna do after I retire for a while because I was so concentrated. Matter of fact, I was thinking about staying in 25 years, you know what I'm saying? But like, but at the same time I was like, yo, like I, like once I'm done here, these people don't care about me. Like no. they don't like they don't give no. a shit. Like, <laughs> like no. so for me that was a huge decision maker. Like to not even continue on anymore because I was like I'm gonna do my twenty. I did. You know, I served my country enough. You know, there's no more deployments. You know what I'm saying anyway, like fun ones. So I'm I'm a wrap. Like I'm done. I just want to go now and 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 invest in myself because nobody else really? cares, man. Nobody else. You know, nobody cares what Adam does or what Tom does or if Tom's successful or Tom's not or Adam nope. is poor. And, you know what I'm saying? Nobody cares. Like, and like you said, it's all about leaving that legacy for your kids and, and, and just building something, man, that uh, Tom, makes you happy. Tell you, Tom, let me tell you my retirement plan. This, this is how deep I thought about this or or lack thereof. Right. If you asked me 10 years ago what my plan was, it was simple. <clears throat> it was being an SF guy to 18 and a half years, take the big 150 bonus yep, and yep, then yep. keep serving. Yep. Serve until 25 or 30 years and yep. find another job doing the same thing. That was the big plan. Right. And and I tell people the army is so good, it's so easy that it's a crutch. It it doesn't make you think no more. They tell, give you everything. Tell them, bro. And I'm gonna no. go even deeper. If you look at animals that are domesticated, right. they have smaller brains. Look at a dog versus a, a wolf. Right. Because that dog doesn't have to think for itself. And the army, we don't have to. We we're giving BAH. We're giving everything. Uh, a, BAS. We're giving. We're, we're, they ship us. They they move our stuff for us. Yeah. You don't have to think about anything except for the war. And and, and and I got it. That's that's not a bad thing. But what I'm getting at is they don't, in my opinion, set us up for success to transition out of the army. They I agree. Don't. I agree with They're you. They're like, all right, you're retiring. Here's two weeks of SFL tap. Best of luck, brother. I agree with you, man. I think so. I think the army doesn't prepare us as a whole, but I'll be honest, you know, and and I'm only speaking about SF. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only experience I have. So I'm not talking shit about regular army or nothing. But like in SF or in the community, we have a lot of go-getters as it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is a lot of guys that get out and and <clears throat> go back to work or don't even have a plan, you know? Um, but for me, it was seeing all these other dudes that were getting out, having these grand plans and actually following through with them and actually already putting, implementing, uh, implementing their, you know, their actions way before they even get out. I'm like, yo, like, that's what I want to do. Like, I don't want to get out and, you know, be broke, man. And then, like, and then try to find yourself when you're out and then hope that you've right. stumbled upon what you, what your real interests are. Yeah, man, definitely. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I tell people, I, I say like, right here, Tom, when it comes to business, for example, right. just simply doing it, you're, you're ahead of the game. If you just simply take action, I know people who are terrible at business and terrible people, but they're still succeeding because they're just doing it. Right. I'm not exaggerating, man. No, no, you're 100% right, man. No matter what you like to do, if it's podcasting, if it's doing hair, makeup, nails, just do it. Right. Start advertising. Go get right. an LLC or S-Corp set up and monetize that stuff. Work right. for you. It is, that is the formula. Yeah, yeah. That's the formula. <laughs> not, bro, I, trust me, I know, man. Like, um, you know, like I said, man, like, I, I never knew any of this stuff. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm just learning right now because I'm catching on, like watching you and watching other buddies that are, you know what I'm saying, successful in their businesses or whatever they got going on. I'm just like, yo, like, all right, now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. Um, so, you know, 
And one thing about this podcast, and I think you and I talked about it very briefly, was it yesterday when we talked on the phone, is 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 just showing people, man, like surround yourself by go getters, surround yourself yes. by successful, surround yourself by, you know, uh, people that want nothing but good for 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 themselves and for you. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, you know, one thing here at Selection, when I was at Selection, you know, uh, as a cadre, I tell everybody this, man. I'm like, yo, get away from these people who who are down yeah, on themselves. Is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, get, it's contagious, man. Like, birds of feather flock together, man. Um, if one dude's thinking about Quentin, bro, it, I mean, you know how it is. If one, guy, if, if we see a guy thinking about Quentin, immediately we look around him, and I'm like, yep, you four will not be here come a week. You know what I mean? Or you four will not be here come three days from now. It's contagious, man. And I've noticed that about the military, period. And I think that's why a lot of us uh, in the community have gotten to where we are. You know what I mean? It's, it's because you surround yourself with nothing but people that want to do good. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it goes from everything for, from, you know, you beating me on a squat. You know what I mean? Me being like, nope, I'm going to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm going to work my ass off because now I got to get at him. Because, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let him, you know, uh, 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 out squat me or whatever it may be, you know, um, running or whatever. Breeds, competition makes, makes, it brings the best out of people. Right. Right. So that the old cliche, you know, you are the culmination of your five closest friends. That I'm telling you, that's a thousand and a half percent true. I right. promise you that. Right. If you, so people I talk to, and, and that's that's part of our assessment when I when I sit down with a consultation for a new student is, you know, what's your daily routine and who do you hang out with? Are you still talking to the same friends from high school and you're 40 right. years old and y'all still doing the same thing? Something's got to change. All right. If right. you're 40 and y'all both doing the same thing that y'all were doing 20 years ago, but you want better for yourself, right. you got to make a change because because that friend ain't gonna make a change for you. That friend is not gonna say, "I'm not good enough for you. You can do better." Not right. gonna say that. But we want to hold on to friends. If your friends don't want you to succeed, they're not friends. Period. That's facts, man. Like you can be a drinking it's, buddy. It's facts. You yeah. can be a smoking buddy, but you want me to succeed or me wanting you to succeed, that's it's not one and the same. It's not the same person yeah. in, in some cases. Right, right. That's what you know, um, so I get messages on 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 Instagram quite a bit from like younger dudes, you know what I'm saying? And and that's the one thing I'm always telling them. Get away from all your friends. Get away yes. from get away from those people, you know, because the because like one of the things I always get is, man, you know, I just got in trouble and I'm smoking weed around. You know, what do I got to do? I'm like, well, one, stop smoking. Two, get away from everybody that you're around right now. Like that's who's gonna keep you down, you know. And um, if your buddies want nothing but to work dead end jobs or gas station jobs or that's what you're gonna end up doing, man. It's yep. it's plain and simple. Like it's it's yep. cut and dry. There ain't nothing about it. There's no. There's really no secret, bro. Like it's, 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 it can't get no easier. That's the thing. Is it's too simple. People overthink it. It's too. It's that simple, Tom. Right. Be around better people. It's that simple. Right. So, real quick. So, uh, what investment entrepreneurship was not in your mind? What are the major things that you think really helped you with the military that helped you to succeed today? Man. So. Military having what we call SOPs, standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding SOPs and understanding how everything was systemized in the army. Everything was SOP. If this happened, then this was the result, or this was the recourse, or this was the reaction. Right. Again, it's it's almost too simple to believe that that's what drives us. That's what makes us efficient. It is literally that damn simple. In my business, 
I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a team sergeant in the business. I just don't, I don't use that, that phrase. Right. I don't use AARs, after action reviews. I don't use the terminology, but we do that. Right. I don't use SOPs. I use, this is the standard. This is what we'll go with. Right. It's, it's, it's the same actions, different terminology that, and all that in the army, you and I both know that's basic, basically training foundational yeah, stuff. Yeah. SOPs, right place, right time. You know, that basic understanding has, really benefited us. And I didn't try to overthink anything. You know, they always tell us in the army, don't reinvent the wheel. And I have not reinvented a damn thing. Everything I've done has been done before. I just, it's on me to keep it all together. So really mm-hmm. basic ass army, uh, training concepts, SOPs. Uh, that's what, that's what's really helped us now, five years ago and the next 50 years. So you're teaching, you got a book, uh, obviously you got the business going. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next, man? <laughs> you know, like, like, what's the, like, what's the that. next thing? <laughs> so it's funny because right before we got on this call, I was, I was generating online courses. So my next big step is everything I do, putting an online course right now, I coach one-on-one and that's great now, but it's more expensive because it takes my time away from the family and you're uh-huh. getting one-on-one. I'm learning <clears throat> right now how to scale coaching so that I have a digital platform and I can coach 20 people at one time, I can cut the price in, uh, with a 75% discount on what I would charge one-on-one so I can affect more people, help more people for less cost. Get it. That's what I'm doing right now, man. That's what I'm learning right now. I just paid, uh, I have a coach. I- I'm never done learning, by the way, just because I have a business and we're somehow you know, successful. Right. I still got to learn something every year as well. So right now I hired a coach. He's teaching me how to become a better online coach to be able to scale up and affect more people. So you're still implementing everything that you learn in the military as far as like, Hey man, like, like, like I need somebody to, you know, pretty much critique you and help you guide you to become a better businessman. Tom, you want to be a sniper, right? You didn't, you didn't get in the book. You went to damn sniper course. (laughs) You had mentors and coaches. I thought I was a sniper before I went there. (laughs) (laughs) But but they showed you what it was really about. Exactly. I'm just saying, so it it, it don't change being a civilian, man. Right. Right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tom, in, in, in business, I, I could have learned everything about coaching online. It probably took me four or five, six years and probably 40, 50, $60,000 of mistakes and losses. Or I can pay a guy $5,000 and teach me in 10, 12 weeks, how to do it the right way. And I hit the ground running and I'm already taking in clientele. Pay, pay for knowledge. Right. It's why is it okay for you to spend $150,000 for college, but it's not okay if you just spend 5,000 for a person to teach you right now today, how to become efficient and raise capital and blah, blah, blah. Why is that different in America? Why is our culture look at investing different from college? Cause college doesn't guarantee you a damn thing. No, it does not, man. College is ridiculous. If, if I, if I get on my soapbox, college is bullshit. Right. That's how I feel. And I'm, no, no, I'm with that. you. I'm with you. I'm serious. I'm with you on that. Uh, so right quick before we start kind of wrapping it up here, man, you were talking about your niche. So you, so your niche, I know it's just not buying and flipping, right? So, no. yeah. So how did you get into your niche, which is. Air- so I, I have found a way to purchase homes with no money and I'm not exaggerating. I, I found a way to find people who need my service, need what I, what I can offer them, mm-hmm. acquire their properties. Mm-hmm. Um, with no money and either turn them into long-term rentals, which is passive income, 
or short-term rentals like Airbnb, which is even way more passive income depending on certain factors. Right. But I, 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 when I figured that out, the light bulb came on. My goodness, man, we just been sprinting buying houses. How is the Airbnb more money? I'm not like, like, so I see you doing that left and right. And like, I see you putting the money in and I'm like, but I'm not like, I'm confused. Cause I'm like, he's putting, you know, like new fans and new this and that. I'm like, but how is he making money? Like, I'm not understanding our, Basic our, numbers, our people, man. our people renting it out every single night. Or I mean, Brother, about our, our, we have, we have 20 right now, Airbnbs. We're doing number 21. Uh, it'll be on the market by next Friday. Wow. So, and the reason they're more profitable is simple, simple economics. So let's say I have a three bedroom, two bathroom house that my mortgage is $1,000. Okay. That house will rent for maybe 1350. So I have $350 of passive income on a long-term traditional rent. Right. So I get a house, I pay the mortgage, Wells Fargo, a thousand dollars, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith paid me 1350. I have my low cut 350 passive income. Okay. Now that same little three bedroom, two bathroom house, Fully furnished, utilities, Wi-Fi included, lawn care, blah, blah, blah. You think about a hotel rents for eighty-five, ninety-five, one hundred and twenty-five dollars a night. Easily, yeah. I give people a whole house for that same price. And depending on where you are, there's a high demand. Any place that has a lot of hotels has a demand for transient housing. Here in Clarksville, Fort Campbell, you always have people PCSing to Fort Campbell, PCSing away. There's right. always post-deployment, pre-deployment. There's always a aerosol graduation. You name it. There's there's like nine or twelve high schools here. There's always a volleyball tournament, a recital. Uh, grandma's coming in because her yeah. ba- her grandchildren <clears throat> are being yep. born. Brother, I stay booked. We I want st- more houses. We stayed in a ho- hotel for uh, a month when I first got to a group. Yeah, when I first got to Camel, a month. And this, you know, twelve. I don't think. Airbnb was even a, a huge, or if it was, we didn't we didn't really know much about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, that's 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 crazy. I didn't even I didn't even really think about all that, man. Yeah, so you know, us being pet friendly, you think about a family. Uh, your standard American family is four and two dogs. Yeah, you try to live with that for a month in a hotel room. Yeah, we did. It, it's it's it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I can give you a whole house with a fence backyard. Yeah. How much more comfortable? The kids have their own rooms. The you have TVs. Yeah. The dogs gonna be outside. That's what we. That's the experience we provide for our clients. Yeah. We provide home away from home, man. I know it sounds corny. We provide nah. home away from home. You I love it, man. Hotel. <laughs> oh, all the, all the kitchens are fully stocked. Like you, you come in, you buy your groceries, and you, you, your home. Yeah. Instead I, of eating out, you know, at a hotel, you have to eat out. You don't have, you know, a kitchenette most most times. Do you do you get a lot of people that come and use it for TDY too? That are like yep. I'm saying coming through, yeah. Yep, sure do. That's what I figured. That's what I was thinking. So w- when I first saw you doing the Airbnb, that's the first thing that ran through my mind. I was like, yo, this, this I mean, it's got to be great for TDY. You know what I mean? For like people coming in, and and of course the pe- people like me who stayed in a hotel for a month and you know paid for that. That's that's crazy, man. Um, well, shoot, man, we're definitely you know I definitely want to have you back again, Adam. Like for real. Anytime, bro. Recap and kind of recap up again. <laughs> tell, <laughs> if you can, man, go ahead and tell everybody uh, uh, where they can find you and, you know, just where they can find you. And if they're in the Clarksville area, uh, yeah, man. Uh, where they can come and get an Airbnb or uh, a rental, right? Or sell uh, their house, yeah, I so, take it. 
<laughs> so right now uh, I put a lot of free content out on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is, is REI Simplified. That stands for Real Estate Investing Simplified. I try to break down complex real estate situations and scenarios for people that are just wanting to get into real estate. I break it down as if um, it's as if I were watching the show or the channel. And I wanted to know how to get started. Um, I give all I can give, man. I give everything of how to start your business, how to. Even the formula we talked about as far as starting your side hustle and quitting your real job, I talk about all that in depth. Um, so that's the big thing. I'm on Facebook, Adam Johnson Real or Adam Johnson Invest. Uh, Instagram is Adam Johnson underscore Real Estate. I'm very active on those platforms because I want to help as much people as I can. For me, it's not about making money. We're good on money, but if I can affect people and get yep. them out of the rat race of, of chasing that next paycheck to pay that next bill, respect that to me is the most rewarding feeling is is seeing a person believing themselves that they can do what i do because they can right that's the most rewarding thing so uh facebook instagram uh but my biggest thing is is youtube free content i got about probably 80 90 hours of content on oh, that right wow. now of just how to start you know what is subject to how to buy houses with no money what's the difference between cash out refi and heloc all that stuff that you may not I've ever thought about, but you can benefit you right now. I think, you know, we talked about your house. You probably have a decent amount of equity. You can make that money work for you. Yep. Um, so I have stuff on there for that. Those, those types of situations, man. Oh, I did, man. Trust me. I listened to you. We sold our house and, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like, Good, uh, man. like I was saying earlier, man, and I, I, you know, it's never too late. So we, it was the smart, what we did with the, with that money was probably the most smartest financial decision I've ever made in my life, Good. man. Like ever in my life, you know what I mean? Try, uh, you know, put in investments and like you said, just, before you yeah, I'm yeah, so man, it was huge, you, man. It was huge. Like when you told me, when you told me that and I, and I know you were like, Hey man, I, you know, it's not guaranteed, but it's just my thought. And I, and I had got a realtor and found out, I was like, yo, matter of fact, I think, we, I think we could have sold it for like 10 grand more, but I was just like, I just want to get out of this. Cause you know, the divorce and all that. I, I was like, I just want to just, just just sell it and get out of it but yeah uh if you don't mind you know um i would love to do another one and hopefully try to field some questions for some people you know put that out put that out there and if you know uh, especially especially people that are still in or veterans that got any uh uh specific questions for you on yeah, you know, uh as far as their business or you know juggling that maybe you know you can help a, a few people out Absolutely, man. Answer, answer. I'm always, a, I, for real, I don't have a job, so I'm available whenever you you let me know. Give me a 24-hour notice, and I'll make it happen. Too easy, man. Thank you guys for joining us. We got Adam Johnson here. Uh, we'll definitely have him back again, uh, uh, feeling some questions for you guys. All right. Thank you for joining uh, Scrolling Through Life.